here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. I hope you're keeping a journal because these are the times that historians will look back on and write about and try to figure out how it all happened. We have another country falling to Marxist and communists uh, in South America. It looks like communism and Marxism and fascism is on the mark here in the march here in the americas um we also have the same kind of feeling happening here uh and the world economic forum is transforming the western world and they are doing it with the help of supposed freedom countries and freedom fighters but is it freedom and what does the future hold well I'm going to play some uh, found audio from one of the main advisors of the World Economic Forum and the Great Reset. It is extraordinarily disturbing, mainly because we have heard this exact kind of talk before, and it usually doesn't end well unless people take it seriously. Useless people. We begin there in 60 seconds. Let me tell you about our uh, our sponsor this half hour. It's My Patriot Supply. Um, there is a... Sarah, do we happen to have the audio in today's, or I should ask Stephen. Stephen, do we have the audio of the, the woman, the farmer, that was talking about food prices? If we have that audio, play that real quick, will you? So we got Go a ahead. conversation today, and the woman, honestly, I bless her heart, honestly thinks that food prices are not going to go up she thinks that this is the highest they're going to go i tried to explain to her that that was not the case that they're absolutely going to go up even more um and i told her there are things that like we have to buy there's something we had to buy that two years ago cost us 24 dollars. last year was about 46 this year it is costing us 96 dollars okay local farmer 50 head of cattle it's costing him eight thousand dollars a month to feed them please understand Food prices are going to go up. You want to act like it's the farmer's fault. It is not the farmer's fault. We're barely making it to grow the stuff so you guys are able to get it in August, September, October. Okay? Guys, this is not going away. Stop sticking your head in the sand and thinking, oh, it's going to be okay. It's not going to be okay. It's so important that you understand what is coming. And we have not yet seen the problem. We are now still using last year's crop. So this year's crop is going to start coming to us this fall. And that's when you're going to start to see a very different situation. Uh, I want you to be prepared for anything. Would you please go to preparewithglenn.com right now? You'll save $150 on a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. I want you to go to preparewithglenn.com. Prepare with Glenn. You'll get a three-month food kit um, it ships fast. It ships free. Um, they're in stock right now, but I don't know how long that will last. When the crap starts hitting the fan, it will be too late for you to prepare. So please do it now. Preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. All right. I, I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you here about um, a piece of audio that we found 
that I've heard before. And it was from a very famous uh, writer, philosopher, uh, George Bernard Shaw. And this is what he said back uh, around the early 1920s. Listen. I don't want to punish anybody. But there are an extraordinary number of people whom I want to kill. I think it would be a good thing to uh, make everybody come before a properly appointed board, just as he might come before the income tax commissioners, and say every five years or every seven years, just put him there and say, Sir or Madam, now will you be kind enough to justify your existence? If you're not producing as much as you consume, or perhaps a little more, then uh, clearly uh, we cannot use the big organization of our society uh, for the purpose of keeping you alive because your life does not benefit us and it can't be of very much use to yourself. This led to the concentration camps, the death camps. Um, I believe he's the guy who came up with there must be some sort of gas that we could use to liquidate a lot of useless eaters, useless eaters. That led to the horrors uh, of Germany and of China and of Russia. I want to introduce you to a guy that you may have heard of before, Yuval Noah Harari. He is a um, an intellectual. He's a historian. He's a professor in the Department of History at Hebrew University in Jerusalem. He is the author of popular science bestsellers, Sapiens, A Brief History of Humankind, he is a transhumanist. If you don't know what a transhumanist is, you need to know. If you ever saw an episode of Star Trek with the Borg, that's transhumanism. It is the merging of man and machine. Um, he thinks, and I'm quoting him, he thinks free will is a myth and dangerous. Uh, his key theme is that the idea uh, that the human society has been driven by our species capacity to believe in what he calls fictions. Those things whose power is derived from their existence in our collective imaginations, whether they be good, uh, whether they be gods, whether they be nations, our belief in them allows us to cooperate on a societal scale. So, I want to give you a little history before I play this new kind of George Bernard style uh, audio. In 2017, he wrote an article um, that argued that through continuing technological process and advances in the field of artificial intelligence, by 2050, he said, a new class of people might emerge. The useless clash, a class. Again, quoting the useless class, people who are not just unemployed, but unemployable. They couldn't keep up. They couldn't be retrained. He then puts forward a case that dealing with this new societal class, economically, socially, political, uh, will be the central challenge for humanity in the coming decades. 
He has also commented on the plight of animals, uh, particularly domesticated animals. Um, and since the agricultural revolution, uh, he, he is a vegan. Uh, he said industrial farming is one of the worst crimes in history. Industrial farming, one of the worst crimes in history. And he says the fate of the industrial farmed animal is one of the most pressing ethical questions of our time. This coming from a guy who is talking about useless people. Now, he's also written that the idea of free will and the liberal values based on it emboldened people who fought against the Inquisition and the divine right of kings. They fought against the KGB and the KKK. Uh, it has become dangerous now in a world of data economy, where he says, in reality, there is no such thing as free will. Governments and corporations are coming to know the individual better than they know themselves. And still quoting, if governments and corporations succeed in hacking the human animal, the easiest people to manipulate will be those who believe in free will. He elaborates that, quote, humans certainly have a will, but it's not free. You can't decide what your desires that you have. Every choice depends on a lot of biological, social and personal conditions that can't be determined for yourself. I can choose what to eat, whom to marry, whom to vote for. But these choices are determined in part by my genes, biochemistry, gender, family background, national culture. And I didn't choose what genes or family to have. Now, his job, he says, is to predict the future. Um. I'm sorry, his job is not to predict the future. He's actually trying to do the opposite. He wants to find the horizon of possibilities that mankind is now facing. He says, my main task as a historian is to get people to consider possibilities that are usually outside their field of vision. He goes into, for instance, the medical advances of the 20th century. I, I know this is uh, dense and, uh, you know, it may seem irrelevant now, but it is going to become extraordinarily irrelevant here in just a minute. Uh, so he's talking about the medical advances of the 20th century, such as antibiotics and how they eventually trickled down to everybody in the lower classes. But he doesn't believe that that will trickle down again. He said the particular reasons why discoveries trickled down to everybody probably will not repeat themselves in the 21st century. So we should broaden our thinking and consider that medicine in the 21st century will be elitist. Quoting, every human being is valuable as a soldier in the trenches or a worker in the factory. But soon in the 21st century, there is a good chance that humans will lose. They are losing their military and economic value. He says, once people lose their military and economic value, the access they have to medicine will follow them. So 
this is again the reason why you cannot look at people as a collective people must have value in their own right that is a that is apart and separate from everything else he then goes on to say that old age disease and death and how humans are trying to overcome disease and treat old age and death as a technical problem there's no difference in essence to disease like cancer he says in principles die uh, in principle humans die for technical reasons but then he goes into the rich and how rich people may not have to die in the future he said death is optional i know this sounds like crazy talk but as somebody who has studied these kinds of people for the last 35 years i'm telling you in their mind, it totally makes sense. It totally makes sense. They look at death differently because they don't believe in a soul. Throughout history, death was the great equalizer. But in 50 to 100 years, in addition to everything else the rich get, the poor will die off and the rich will get an exemption to death. He then goes into the concept of decoupling of intelligence from consciousness these two have always been tied together throughout history. Computers will not become like humans, but the system doesn't need consciousness. It just needs intelligence. Computers cannot become conscience. conscious. They can become as intelligent or more intelligent than humans. As a historian, he says, I'm not in a position on whether these ideas are realizable or not. But basically, if any of these trends is going to actually fulfill itself, the best I can do is to quote from Karl Marx and say, listen to this, everything solid melts into air. I had no idea that I was paraphrasing phrase uh, uh, Marx when I've told you for the last 25 years, there's going to come a time where everything is that you think is solid will be liquid and liquid will be solid. Um, he said, um, once you solve a problem like the direct brain computer interface, that's the end of history and biology as we know it. When I come back, I am going to play some things that he has said. And remember, he is part of the team putting together the Great Reset. And Barack Obama has talked about him. Um, Joe Biden, you know, and back in the days when he was reading still, um, he talked about him. Um, all of the biggest leaders in the progressive movement not only uh, read his work, but they also believe he's a genius and that he should be listened to and his solutions are critical to the world in their views. I'm going to play some audio that will put into shape and clarify a little bit about what the Great Reset will actually mean and why they're so quick and eager to disarm us. I'll play that for you coming up in 60 seconds. First, our sponsor this half hour is Rough Greens. Let me ask you a question. What are you feeding your dog right now? Chances are pretty good you're feeding him or her kibble food, which is what most people use. Well, kibble food, as it turns out, is dead food. I had no idea. Do you know that the, anything that is in a bag of kibble like that, that has to, by law, 
be able to last on the shelf for two years. There's nothing alive in that. It won't mold. It won't go bad. It's the same as the day they took it from the factory. And if you've ever if you've ever walked through a factory of dog food, you can take a handful of dog food right out of the ovens where they kill everything. They take it and you can hand it to your dog. Your dog will not eat it. Swear to you, they have to spray it with flavors so your dog will eat it. Rough greens is not a spray and it's not dead and it's not a trick. It actually has all of the vitamins, minerals, um, the, the probiotics, everything that your dog needs for a healthy life. I want you to get a free bag. The first bag is free just to make sure your dog will eat it. It's Rough Greens, R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. Don't pay anything for it. If you like it, if your dog likes it, um, then order the next bag and feed this to your dog over the next few months. And I've seen it now over two years. Your dog will change. It's amazing to watch. Get your first bag free. Pay for shipping, and that's it. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Okay. So I want to play this. I want to play this clip. Um, and, uh, well, I'll let it stand on its own for now. This is Yuval Harari, uh, talking about the classes of people that are coming because of where we're headed as societies. I, again, I think that the biggest question in, in maybe in economics and politics of the coming decades will be what to do with all these useless people. The problem is more, uh, boredom. And how, what to do with them and how will they find some sense of meaning in life when they are basically meaningless, worthless? My best guess at present is a combination Worth. of drugs and computer games as a, a solution for more. It's already happening uh, in, 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 under different titles, different headings. You see more and more people spending more and more time or uh, uh, solving their inner problems with uh, uh, drugs and computer games, both legal drugs and illegal drugs. If you look at Japan today, and Japan is maybe 20 years ahead of the world in, in everything, and you see all these new social phenomenon of, of people having relationships with virtual, uh, virtual spouses, and you have people who never leave the house and, and just live through computers. I think once you're superfluous, okay, stop you for a second. I'm going to I'm going to pick it up um, after the break a little bit more. But let me let me let me just go over what he just said. He's talking about a time that is in our very near future uh, where uh, there are a lot of people, for instance, truck drivers. When you when trucks are taken over by computers and they are all driverless trucks what are you going to do can you be retrained for something that is high tech because everything will be high tech you probably don't know this but most service calls that you get from companies when you get a when you get a call from somebody um at night and usually the calls that you uh avoid that is not a real person it's not like the old days where it was like, we have a survey. 
Now it is so good that you, most people have no idea that's a machine. All of those people in the in the telephone business, th- those jobs are going away and it will be like it will be like that with every job eventually. So he's talking about the millions of useless eaters, useless people. How do we deal with them? Well, I think we drug them uh, and then, you know, just keep them entertained with video games. But why would you do that if they're useless? At some point, there's a crisis. And this is exactly how it happened in Germany. Useless eaters. There was a crisis. They need to pay for the war. So they had to liquidate millions of useless eaters. The Glenn Beck program. It is too horrible to even think about, but please, please pay attention to history as it unfolds once again right in front of us. Um, Patriot Mobile is a company that uh, understands the individual uh, because it is the only uh, Christian and conservative phone company out there they're fighting for the same things we believe in every single individual is important and has value nobody is worthless we have to stand together and fight these things and they are i'm telling you there's there's coming a time where you won't have a choice because you won't be able to buy anything if we don't have a parallel economy that's where Patriot Mobile comes in. There's no reason you're paying as much as you are for your, your phone service. You need mobile service, the company to get it from. They're on our side. They're putting their money and their time where their mouth is. And they've got a great, great service that you'll pay less for. So join, please, PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. Whether you're an elite or a useless eater, you can subscribe to Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Gled. All right, I want to tie a couple of things together, and then we're going to go back into Yuval Harari, who is a an intellectual, very respected um, I respect his thinking. I think he is truly frightening, as most of these people are, um, because they don't believe in a God which leads them not to believe in true life and death, um, which also leads them to not see um, individuals as sacred. They see the collective. Once you start seeing the world as a collective, collective salvation, collective death collective anything you are a society that is headed down a very dark road and i'm telling you i've said this for 20 years i'm telling you if we don't stop this trend if we don't find ourselves and find the real god not the god of silicon valley but the real god if we don't find him again we will make the nazis look like rookies you cannot have this kind of technology um, and be on the path that we apparently are now and expect different results. It's just going to be faster and much more brutal. So 
I, I want to play a couple of things here. First of all, uh, or I want to I want to tell you a couple of stories. First of all, MSNBC is now they had an expert on again. This one is uh, Jansing Teed Man, whatever, uh, and said we only have now less than a decade. This time they mean it less than a decade. If we don't stop all of our carbon emissions, uh, then we are all going to die in a fiery flood. Um, Europe has just in in Europe, France has now banned all outdoor activities in France. They are canceling all concerts and public gatherings, uh, basically quarantining people into their homes. I'm hoping I am hoping that this is this article that I'm reading about it is worse than it actually is, but uh, probably not. The problem is there is a heat wave, 40 degrees Celsius, which is about, what, 105, 104, 104 degrees. Um, And, you know, Texas is at 104 and 5, and we're still doing things. You use common sense. But France and Europe have decided that the government has to tell the collective exactly what to do and what they can't do. Tomorrow, I will have more on the White House um, working with Winchester. And I say working with, I mean that in a very coercive sort of way, working with uh, with uh, Winchester, um, who our military gets their green tipped um, five, five, six and two, two, three, the 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 bullets of death. What else is a bullet for a bullet of death? We get 70% of them for our military from Winchester. 30% uh, goes to the public market, so you can buy it. They are now trying to shut down any um, excess ammunition to be sold to the public. So they'll cut us off. And if that doesn't work, they will price you out of your AR um, through insurance. Guarantee it's coming. So we are we are creating a world where it is the collective, not the individual, your individual liberties, even if they say they shall not be infringed, they will find a way to infringe because they believe they know better. Now, I just played a clip. Now, this guy is one of is I think he's on the board of the WEF um, and the people who brought you the Great Reset. He is one of the advisors of all of it and we just heard him say that there will be millions of useless people and the question will be how do we deal with useless people his suggestion was a combination of legal and illegal drugs uh, and video games that everybody will just stay at home and play video games and be on drugs that's not a viable solution If you believe in useless people, why would you spend the money and the time and everything else keeping them alive? As uh, as George Bernard Shaw uh, said, surely we should line them up and ask them to justify their existence. We're headed down the same roads. Now, let's go back into what he is talking about, what is coming. you know, at the time of the Great Reset. I think once you're superfluous, you don't have power. 
Uh, again, we are used to the age Talking of the masses people. of the 19th and 20th century, where you, all, where you, where you saw all these successful, uh, massive uprisings, revolutions, revolts. So we, we, got, we are used to thinking about the masses as powerful. But this is basically a 19th century, a 20th century phenomenon. I don't think that the masses... Okay, stop here. They... So he is, he is saying here that um, things are going to change forever because of technology. You don't need people. This is, this is so frightening. Um, he says human nature um, of having small, well-known family, intimate community, having a small group of people who knew you, um, uh, you knew them. That has been happening for millions uh, of years, and we've developed this kind of thing. But now, now that there, we have computers and all of these different things that are going to be replacing us, there's a gap between those people that uh, are needed and the number of people that we have. And he goes on to say that, you know, once you are not needed for to be a soldier or to work a factory, then you are kind of a useless eater. You you still need people today. And you will need people in the future. But, and I'm quoting, you don't need millions of soldiers, each with a rifle. You just need a small amount of experts who know how to produce. If that's not one of the most frightening things an elitist can say, and everything that we fear, remember the World Economic Forum Remember, they said they just ran a survey and um, the global survey showed most people, most humans don't uh, trust the experts and the elites. But the good news is the elites trust the elites more than ever before. Well, of course, when you're in the group. And the group is like, yeah, we just have all these other people. We just need a few of us. I mean, we're all good in this room, right? He says in the last 200 years, things have changed. It has collapsed after millions of years of evolution. Most roles. Now, listen to this. Most roles that were filled by the family and intimate community are now transferred to a new network provided by the state and the market. You don't need children because you have a pension fund. You don't need someone to take care of you. You don't need neighbors. You don't need sisters or brothers because the state is there. The state will provide you with police, with education, with health, everything. You can say life today maybe is worse than in the 1700s because we've lost the connections around us. So what's going to happen? Well, Japan is 20 years ahead. People never leave the house. They have virtual spouses. They live through their computers. Homo sapiens are more malleable than we tend to think. It is really time for all of us to take a moment and ask ourselves, is this the kind of future we want? 
I am so often reminded almost every day now of the story of the Tower of Babel. And the critical part that I think that is applicable to us right now is they were trying to build a tower to the sky. No, if you look at this metaphorically or not, I don't really care. But listen to the story because it has guided men for thousands of years. The leadership said, let us build a tower to the sky. First, we'll make bricks. He's Nebuchadnezzar is the ruling elite and he is talking to the other elites. Let us make a tower to build the sky uh, to reach the sky and we'll make bricks. Bricks are the humans. They're the they are the needed but useless people. They need them to make bricks and to build the tower. But it's for the elites. Okay. And bricks represent stones. When you read this in the Bible, stones are all unique. God makes every stone unique. Those are like people. Bricks, when a leader says we're going to make bricks, he's usually talking about slavery. And everybody's the same and interchangeable. You lose one, doesn't matter. Here's another one. And what happens? Because we as Christians don't speak Hebrew and we don't uh, um, we don't have a rabbi that knows the oral tradition we lose the fact that there are personalities of God in the Bible and it's important in different stories to know which personality is visiting the really angry God uh, or the really loving God compassionate God And they're told in the oral tradition, it's important to know these so you know the motivation. And we as Christians look at the Old Testament, we go, oh, yeah, it's the angry God. Well, no, there's lots of times where it is the loving God that comes down. And the Tower of Babel is one of those stories. And that's important because we think the story that we tell, we think That Nebuchadnezzar said to the people, let's build a tower to reach the sky. And all of the people were doing it. No, it was a handful of elites. And that's why when God came down and said, if they can do this, they can do anything. He's talking about the elites. That's why he changed our languages so no one could understand each other. And we were scattered. We were scattered as a protective measure from those who would rule against us and look at us as a collective. I think of that story almost every day because we are entering the time where you will not be able to distinguish between reality uh, and and CGI. You won't be able to tell the difference between an automated person uh, and a real human being every line is going to be blurred and we're blurring the same line man blurs always time and time again the last time was in the early half of the 20th century where the collective was blurred with the individual that never leads to good things and i wonder i wonder when the lord will say 
if they can do anything, if they can do this, they can do anything. Meaning, if these elites just see no stop and they'll do anything for their own power or even their own curiosity, they will do anything and they will kill millions. Find God. Find God. More on this tomorrow. First, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It's Goldline. So J.P. Morgan, uh, the CEO, Jamie Dimon, uh, is telling us that a, a hurricane, an economic hurricane is coming. The chief e- economic advisor at Alliance and the president of Queens College, uh, Mohammed El Arian, he said anybody who is fully invested should take some chips off the table. How about the Morgan Stanley chief investment officer, Mike Wilson, who just said, even without a recession, the S&P is going to 3,400. CEO of Amago Advisors, Leon Cooperman, he just said the U.S. is headed into a recession with a 40% total drop in stocks on the horizon. <sighs> Usually they're wrong when all the experts agree, but I think the experts agree on this time, on this stuff this time, because it is so obvious Please call Goldline today. They have a special this week on very hard to find one ten ounce gold American Eagles. One tenth of an ounce. This is this is a usable coin if the crap hits the fan. Um, they've been in very short supply. With every coin purchase, you're going to receive five of the Mind Your Business Silver Bars at no cost. That's a deal that is definitely worth calling for. So call them now. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. This is the Glenn Back Program. oh hello and welcome to the program we're so glad you're you're here uh, man um nobody even asked how the bike is you know <laughs> biden falls down he's like oh the president what happened to the bike is the bike okay and by the way i refuse to vote for any president from here on out unless you're a real athlete uh i refuse to vote for somebody who is young uh, on a bike with a bicycle helmet. You're surrounded by Secret Service. You're you're not going to be, you know, you're, you're, you're just not going to get hit by a car. Stop it. You mm. look like a girl. I, I totally disagree. I think it's time for common sense bike reform. This is hitting too many people. We need to come up with an <laughs> age limit. We need to... When the, president, when the president is in danger, you're right, Stu. Mm-hmm. You're right. Common sense bike control. We really do. I mean, I he should wear a helmet. Yeah. He should, you know, we should just get him one of those things that you ride around in the supermarket, you know, the little wheelchair with a basket and a helmet. That's what he should be driving around in. This is the Glenn Back Program.